Everybody, thanks for joining me today. It's Mark with me today on my episode is Adam Zobel. He is the owner of Launch LLC. They're a social media and copywriting firm. I'm always interested in providing content on the non-paint portion of dealers' businesses as well, given the opportunity. And, and I know that a lot of dealers are struggling now to figure out how to use their websites to get them a better presence locally. And there's much more to it than just opening up an Instagram account or putting up a website. Uh, that is not what makes people walk into your store, but there are things that you can do to make people walk into your store. And so with that in mind, I asked Adam to come on. Uh, Launch LLC is a social media and copywriting firm. And so what they do is create content for social media and long form content for websites. Copywriting would be, you know, sort of create blogs and stuff like that. And all of that is, is very unique. You know, Google has gotten very smart. You can't just take one blog and put it on a thousand paint dealers websites. If you get it from, you know, Benjamin Moore or PPG or one of your paint suppliers, if you just take that blog and, and post it up there, Google's going to recognize that as being available on, you know, every site. And so what'll happen is your site will not be considered sort of expert in that field and, and they'll put other people ahead of you. And the Google algorithm is really complicated, but that is certainly part of it. And so to me, uh, the people who should be listening to this are small retailers, you know, who have a couple of stores who them and their young kid or, or them and an intern are trying to get social media and their websites going. The other group who would benefit from listening to this episode is if you're at a large dealer and you have a team of people that are handling social media for you, this is the sort of episode that you might want to share with them because Adam really does a great job of explaining exactly how to reach uh, customers in our market. He, he actually doesn't have a lot of experience in the paint dealer segment, but the way I got to him was his extensive experience with painting contractors. And so very similar methodologies. And so give Adam a listen. Let me know what you think. Like and subscribe if you feel like it. Shoot me an email if there's something you'd like to see me cover, and we'll see you on the next episode. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. It's Mark. Nice to see you. I'm here with Adam Zobel. Adam is the owner of Launch LLC. They're a content marketing firm who specializes in social media and copywriting. Adam, how are you this morning? Doing well, Mark. Thanks again for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining me today. Adam, tell us a little bit uh, about yourself and about what Launch is doing. Yeah, absolutely. So I've always had a passion for words, and that led me to become an English major. My initial goal was to teach. And then in graduate school, it actually started with a gym I couldn't afford going to. I worked out a trade when the owner realized that I was an English major, said, hey, I need some content for my website. And how would you feel about doing a little writing for me in trade for the membership? And the rest is history. So he told me, hey, you, you got a knack for this. This might be something you want to pursue. Before the internet existed, people like you and I, writers who wanted to make a little money on the side, we used to have to do term papers for people. That was the only option. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I had some offers for that in college, oh, too. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that opened up just a, a whole new avenue for writing for me. And from there, especially when my first son was on his way, um, I realized this would be something I could do to help pay the bills. And that expanded into a full-time job with uh, ADC, a marketing company for contractors specifically, and specializes in the painting industry. And I worked with David and ADC for about seven years, and that's how I really got immersed in the painting world, residential, commercial painting contractors of all sizes across the country. Two years ago, 
COVID hit, the world turned upside down in a lot of ways. And mine did a little bit as well. And I realized that was a perfect opportunity to go out on my own. So I founded Launch LLC uh, almost exactly two years ago. And since then, I've still been working quite a bit with painting contractors uh, and then with other businesses across a number of industries as well. So we offer, as you said, social media management and copywriting, a lot of website content, strategic blogs, emails. And so why don't we talk quickly, just describe what copywriting is, because that's not a term that I think in in dealers' minds as they're listening to this, they're, they're going to be thinking accurately of what that is. What do you mean when you say copywriting? So my unofficial tagline, which I need to look into getting trademarked here, is words that work. And that's essentially for me, that's what copywriting is. So you could find that on a website. It could be a blog article. It could be a printed brochure. Copy just meaning anything written with a specific intent that you need crafted carefully. So oftentimes we find that in marketing. Could be a short advertisement headline or it could be every written word for a new website. So Adam, let's get right into it. What are some of the best ways that independent uh, retailers, and, and here we're talking about paint, that's why you're on here is some of your experience with paint. What are some of the best ways that independent retailers can use social media to generate traffic to either their websites or their brick and mortar stores? Yeah, absolutely. I think the first key thing to keep in mind is just to really think through what your expectations and goals are. It seems that there's two different camps folks can fall into, one being social media is a gold mine. You know, if I do the right thing, click the right buttons, it's just going to work. Social media, there's a lot to it and there's a lot of competition involved. So that is important to remember, you know, that that's not necessarily the case. Others think, well, you know, there's just really no point in getting involved. It's a noisy space. Why spend the time on it? Um, and, you know, they might just not be interested in spending time on Facebook. So start out by just thinking through, you know, what do you want from social media? Do you want to drive interest and awareness? Or is it something that you're going to be selling and converting people um, you know, to drive them to your store? I'd say if, if it was my brick and mortar store, my retail operation, I would say um, the best approach would be first on the personal side, the post that you're putting out every week to be super engaging and authentic, thinking through your audience, what's going to interest them, never posting just for the sake of posting. And then internally, through my ads manager, and I'll use Facebook as an example, I would create a really killer audience, meaning specific parameters of people in your industry, in your location. Because you know, if you're in Austin, Texas, you don't want to be spending advertising dollars and reaching people in Portland, Maine, necessarily. You want to make sure it's people that are actually going to be within your service areas. So I'd focus on building my audience, focus on really defining my goals, And then honestly, I would run, and we could get really technical here, but what are called traffic campaigns on Facebook. And this could be done um, on LinkedIn as well or any other platform that you're trying to leverage. Basically, the idea being creating an advertisement that's driving people to your website to learn more. It's just a really strong approach, a great way to just increase the, the number of foot traffic through your website store. Of course, that's accurate, right? And so the the digital space has given dealers an enormous opportunity, which 20 or 30 years ago, when I had my stores, I never had when I put an ad in newspaper, because it was the home improvement 
issue that came out every fall, unless somebody brought the ad into the store with them and said, hey, you know, give me $5 off or whatever we had in the coupon, we had no means of tracking, but the internet changes all of that. And so retailers who put up these posts or do these kind of digital outreach campaigns really have a means of tracking and seeing if they're working effectively. But for, for me personally, I'm uh, more inclined to tell dealers uh, to be active here, not to try to sell one thing. This is not about trying to uh, get attention by giving $5 off a, you know, a can of latex flat you know, three times a year because it's a holiday. To me, the use of social media and digital means in general, putting up videos on a YouTube channel, whatever it is that suits you. To me, the value of doing that is that's the only way people are going to find you anymore. There are no more yellow pages. There's no more people driving around your neighborhoods or walking around your neighborhoods, just wondering where they can do their shopping when they walk on a Saturday. The world has changed dramatically. And so if you expect to be found, you have to put up the means of being found. And that's what I find uh, that particularly social media and, you know, obviously websites do for you. Absolutely. And, you know, love it or hate it, the whole idea behind a lot of the paid campaigns and opportunities for social media was to initially level the playing field a little bit to give smaller operations access to the same tools, just on a different scale. You know, obviously a huge operation could be spending tens of thousands or more per month, but you still have the same basic toolkit. And to your point with, you know, yellow pages being kind of a bygone era here, if you follow that journey of people who are trying to learn more about you, yes, they'll definitely check out your website, but now people are skipping over to social media, you know, the way that they're going to get to know you a little bit better, which goes a long way for sure. The evidence is clear that the way people are shopping now, and this particularly applies to paint and home improvement materials, they're really what used to happen for DIY customers, as an example, when I own stores, uh, they would come into the stores, they would get information from you about what products they needed, what products could do the job they wanted, et cetera. And then they might come in on another day and tell you what colors they've selected and buy the material. But that's not the case anymore. Now they're going to be sitting on their couch. They're going to be talking with their roommates, spouse, friends, whoever, about the paint job that they're considering. They're going to be getting all the information they need to do that job on a website somewhere. Now, they may come to your store and pick the color and pick up the paint, obviously, But the reality is that if you don't have a presence on the internet, it's not going to be your store that they go to. It's going to be somebody else's store. Absolutely. It's a huge opportunity to build that familiarity, that brand, and also honestly trust. People will see your store, they get familiar with you. And if you become more of a resource to them, and to your earlier point, not just selling them something, not just promoting, you know, your social media space can't just be, you know, a marketing space. It is, of course, a store marketing approach. You don't want it to be that overt, you know, hey, here's 10% off, like you said, or redeem this. That certainly could have its place, especially a specific event or something along those lines. But overall, people can smell that a mile away. And they, you know, it can be more of an aversion than anything else that they feel towards that. You know, you, I don't like the idea of just in your face selling like you're describing. I've had many people ask me over the course of my career, and I've been blogging for about three years. Before that, I wrote in a magazine for about 25, and they, uh, I've had people ask me, why do I make that kind of commitment? I put out a, 
you know, 750 word blog every Monday. So, you know, uh, you're in this business, you know how much time I spend putting that out. And truth is, it's, it's marketing for my consulting career. That's, that's part of the reason I do it. Part of the reason I do it, you're a writer, you know, sometimes your fingers just start tapping and (laughs) there's no point in in stopping them. But the reality is that getting in front of your customers and explaining to them in some way, whether it's overt or some other softer sell that, that you're the expertise on a topic that they have interest in, that's what's going to get them to come back to you. And if you're a consultant, that's what's going to get them to call you and say, hey, I need your expertise. If you're a retail brick and mortar paint store, that's what's going to get them to walk in the door and say, hey, I'm painting this room. And so that's what uh, retailers need to be doing. Absolutely. And so how do you keep over a period of time, how do you keep your customers engaged on your social media sites when you really have the same topic over and over again, right? It's, it's just pain. Absolutely. So some of it is knowing, drilling down a little deeper into you know, who your customers are, that's connected to defining that audience that I mentioned earlier, and then going where they are. So if you're for example, dealing more with B2B type folks. Um, maybe you're looking, you know, connecting with paint retailers or as a paint retailer, you're connecting with more of a commercial audience. That would be a space where LinkedIn might be a better fit for you than right. say Facebook or Instagram that's very residential. If you're connecting with homeowners, Facebook and Instagram, that's going to be your sweet spot. So a big part of it is going where they are because then you're naturally going to connect with them a little bit more because those are the folks that are going to be more tuned into the content that you're offering. As I said too, not focusing just strictly on that marketing, that sales side, because people that's a turnoff for people, uh, but answering questions, giving away value, that's that became a, can become a sticking point, especially because there's others who say, well, maybe my competition's going to watch this, you know, or or read my content. Why would I want to give this away? Or I'd rather entice people to the store before I offer them something, but. It's all about that trust that we talked about and that familiarity and becoming the name people are thinking of when they do have that project or that need. So the biggest tip as far as giving away uh, or, or rather keeping people engaged is answering questions. That's yeah. just a huge part of it because that's especially that a whole approach that people are taking as we discussed with researching, starting with your website, then going to social media. If they see you as a resource and they say, wow, these folks, they're tuned in they get it and they're answering these questions that we are, you know, that are common to me, that are relevant to me, then that's naturally going to hook people and keep them in, keep them coming back for more. And it's interesting because I know so many dealers listening to this now or watching this now are thinking, yeah, but what questions do they have? Well, I can make that easy for you. It's the questions that you're answering every day at your counter, right? Many of the ideas of what to write about for my blog come from the conversations that I have with retailers, because I make the assumption that if three retailers mention something to me, chances are 50 are interested in it. Well, that's the same thing that that happens in the content that comes across your counters at the stores. If if you've got customers that are asking you questions now that spring is here, if, if You've got a lot of people wondering, should I be priming the outside of my wood with alkyd or water base? If you've had five people ask you this week whether or not to do that, that's probably a social media post because there's probably 500 in your market that are wondering that same thing at that time. Absolutely. I've been working with painters uh, on their social media campaigns. There have been times where 
no exaggeration, there are comments on Facebook of people thanking us for taking the time to answer a question or people who pose a question in a comment something as simple as hey that's a beautiful color well what is that and i you know reply back hey it's you know sherwin williams whatever the color might be maybe drop a link to it for them just a quick easy access and it blows them away wow thanks for taking the time to do that and you know that just sets you apart so if you can do that and if, to your point if one person's asking the question there's going to be a lot more even just a simple practice of keeping a Word document or a legal pad or whatever, just jot questions down, whether it's folks at your desk or if it's sales folks, people out in the field, whatever the case might be, just keep a running list of questions and you might have your question of the week that you address on social media and people look for it. There's consistency there and, uh, and you'll get a return from it for sure. So let's talk a little bit about how do you keep your sites optimized, which is different from what we were talking about in terms of how to keep your audience engaged, right? So let's talk a little bit first, give a a quick definition of what it is to keep the site and the words on your site optimized. Absolutely. So there's, there's two prongs to this. On one hand, you want to write for your reader, obviously, the people who are going to be on your website, you want to make sure it's engaging. So the other component to that is writing for search engines. And the big one, of course, being Google. When you're considering writing for search engine optimization, there's a lot of layers to that. You can peel back and look down internal aspects of your website, you know, the way you label your photos, your photo descriptions, your op- different optimizations and tags that you have included. There's a lot, which is why that's a whole industry in itself with SEO specialists. If you've ever you know, heard that term or had people that come up to you and say, hey, we need to work on your website and this is, you need to get it SEO optimized. That's what it means. Make it play nice with your search engines. That's super important, but you don't have to necessarily take a deep dive flying leap into the SEO world. You can optimize your content in a, in a number of ways and have it still be very strong just by following some basic best practices. So that's really broad strokes what it means to optimize, writing in such a way that you're going to be found online by people searching for your content. Mm-hmm. So it used to be that when we would optimize a website, we would think all about the all-powerful keyword and people would stuff, and that was actually a technical term, stuff right. their websites with keywords, uh, you know, paint retailer, Detroit paint retailer. <laughs> and it becomes very, it worked for a while, and it, but it was very rough to read because you could tell this is written for a search engine, not for a human being designed just to be found on that first page. Google, especially, will use them as the example. They really got smarter than that and more sophisticated. And now they take a deeper dive and look into the way your pages are structured, the content in your headline, are there bullet points for easy readability, all these different factors that go into having an optimized page as a whole. So this dovetails perfectly with what we were talking about answering questions on social media. And this could be really an important, bigger part of your overall content strategy. If you answer questions, taking that same list we talked about and answer those questions as a blog article, like you said, every Monday you write your 750 word blog. If you take that question of the week, turn it into a blog article and put it on your website, that is going to be a, a, some more than others, of course, but that's going to be a big draw because likely people are searching for that and they don't search by those keywords anymore. People do what's called a long form search term, which means whole questions what's the best paint for the exterior of my house? That's what people are searching for now. So if you can answer that, 
There might be competition around that. It'll take time. There's no silver bullet. But if you're consistently answering questions like that and building quality content, that's going to put you eons ahead of competition and people who aren't doing that. And those right. people searching for that are going to say, hey, this guy knows what he's talking about. This answers my question. You know, maybe I should swing into the store and, and, and pick up some paint and take the next steps. And so how does using video and YouTube specifically, which I use a lot of, how does using video play into that strategy? Google, as we said, that's the big player. YouTube is now the second largest search engine out there. Like they have surpassed any of the other competition. People take that wow. same example. What's the best exterior paint for my house? People are now plugging that into YouTube because they're going to find- video. Absolutely. And they're going to get yeah. their answers or how do I paint? Do I need to prep? Do I need to prime? Things like that. So if you can capture video answering those questions, put it on your YouTube channel. That's another, that's a search engine powerhouse right there. Now you can take that same video, drop it in your blog article that answers a question in case people would rather click through and listen that way. And then that can also be shared on social media. So now you're hitting all those huge tiers of opportunity with one question and just a couple different variations on the same piece of content. And to the video, I would also add, people get bogged down thinking that it needs to be a Ron Howard production, you know, or else people aren't gonna want it. This, this is a key word, authenticity. People love authenticity. If you have a really you know, glamorous video, sure, that could be fine for a specific advertising pro, you know, purpose that's polished with a professional videographer, but you don't need to spend that kind of money for your routine content. You have a better camera in your smartphone than a lot of people had filming videos not that long ago, you know, on a, right. even on a large scale. So right. if you have that, a simple $20 microphone off Amazon, just to cut, you know, capture sound a little more clearly, just prop it up, get a stand, hey, introduce yourself, answer the question, and you can be done. It does not have to be complicated. Just make it consistent and make it authentic. And those short videos are an outstanding format for not just YouTube, but many dealers are finding success on Instagram. And those oh, yeah. short videos uh, really work there. And, and I'm not aware of any dealers that have found great success on TikTok, but there are other places. There are people, there are painting contractors that I see on TikTok that are painting that that are getting 10 and, and 20 and 50,000 likes and follows and stuff per post. I certainly don't mean to imply that there's value to a dealer in Kansas putting out a post on TikTok that you know gets 100,000 uh, views from around the United States, but some of those 100,000 views are going to be from Kansas. Some of those followers who come along uh, after they see a good post are going to be from Kansas. And that's how you're beginning to build your relationship with your community and, and with your uh, customer base. It's not like it used to be. And so your relationship, you have to go to them where they are to start building their relationship. And videos is a great way to do that, at least in my experience. Absolutely. Oh, it really, really is. And that's a good point. YouTube is, of course, huge. But as you said, Instagram stories and reels are yep. absolutely taking off and a wonderful way to connect with people and get in front of them consistently. Well, Adam, we've done a really great job of laying all this out. Is there any sort of final advice that you want to share with dealers? Just the two big takeaways, staying authentic and staying consistent. If you force it, 
try too hard, try to be something you're not as far as the content you create, then it's going to fall flat. But if you really let your personality shine, especially as a local retailer, I mean, you have a lot of power there. People love hearing from yes. local businesses more yes, than, they do. oh, it's a huge opportunity. Huge. So if you have that real authentic approach and say, hey, this is who we are. These are our team members. Don't be afraid to introduce people on social media too. give shout outs. Somebody gets promoted. Somebody's the next level of training or makes a specific sale, whatever the case might be. Let people in. That's the biggest thing. Let people into your business and it's, it's going to ring true for people and it's, it's going to have a better return than just pumping out, as I like to say, you know, fluff content for the sake of right. posting. And before I let you go, you mentioned one thing that I want to uh, question you about, and that's consistency. In my experience, social media is something that requires constant attention and flow. Is that, is that your feeling as well? Absolutely. Stick with what's realistic for you and your, and your capabilities. But I would say two to three times a week posting is a good rhythm. Some channels, you'll see it every day. You can do that more frequently with stories because they expire after 24 hours. So there's, you know, natural turnover there. As a realistic starting point, I'd say two to three times a week. And then being sure to watch for and engage with comments. Because as I mentioned the example previously, people don't expect it. They think that they'll drop a comment and it's going to be missed. So if you take the time to go back and engage, even if it's setting aside one hour a week or two hours a week, have somebody designated to watch that and take care of it. Um, that you'll amaze people. You'll blow them away by the fact that you're there and, and being attentive. And you'll well, also get more questions. So that's another opportunity. That's another great way to add to that rolling document of questions. Well, Adam, that is a terrific way to end it. Thank you so much for a really informative episode. Tell me before I wrap this up, how can people get in touch with you if they're interested in hearing more? Yeah, thanks. You can find me online at uh, www, of course, launch contentsolutions.com or you can reach me directly adam at launchcontentsolutions.com adam zobo the owner of launch llc a content marketing firm thank you for joining me today i really appreciate your time thank you this was so fun i enjoyed it